for my daughter, for my daughter, I am. <laughs> when she's thirty-five. Yeah, it'd be kind, be kind of tough to find him, though. That's the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Bridge Podcast. I am Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing, and I'm joined with Denise Harper from The Morning Show. Hello. How are you, Denise? Wonderful. Good. Thank good you. to see you. And Mark Dickey from The Afternoon Show. Mark? Good afternoon. As always, on the controls, we appreciate what you do to make the podcast sound so good, mm. man. You bet. Yeah. And then we're joined today by a special guest. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, Matt, you're uh, the area director for Young Life. Yeah. Get that right? For Southern Delaware. Yeah. So how do you how do you fall into a position like that? Or, you know, was this like something that you strive to reach for since you were just a wee lad? <laughs> it was uh, it was something that I had done when I was in Maryland okay. uh, before moving to Delaware and being on staff at Eagle's Nest. Um, and it was just something that kind of the Lord has created me to do to be out in, in the community um, with kids who might be a little bit more disinterested in faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and Young Life is just a great vehicle to be able to reach disinterested adolescents with the truth of the gospel. Very cool. Love that. Wow. It's an incredible organization um, that I that I didn't know existed when I was a teenager. Something that I wish I had now that I know more about it. And it's just really a really cool organization. It's been it's been a great great blessing to me. So you're also I guess uh, do you do you live down towards the beach then? Uh we live right on the edge of Milton. Uh-huh. Okay. You ever get down to uh to Boardwalk Plaza Victoria's restaurant? Sure. Yeah. They are the sponsor of our podcast. Hey, all right. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate them being a sponsor and of course if you've never been there you can check out their complete menu and the rooms that they have available at boardwalkplaza.com. So Matt, we invited you here today so that we could learn a little bit more about youth and their use of social media. Sure. Um, Mark and I were talking about different ways that that we Mm -hmm. experienced social media growing up. Um, And of course, Denise and I have had conversations before about your daughter's use of social media, my kids, and when they ask for things. So so right out of the gate, Matt, you know, let's say my eight-year-old walks into the room and says, I'd like Snapchat. What do I do? First you Snap say what? First you say no. Okay. Uh, I mean that's the uh, that's the go to that's the go to answer for sure. I usually go with ask your mom. But you're right. No might be more it, it might and be mom says, more appropriate. I don't think so. Yeah. What is that? Uh-huh. Um, I've been working with students for uh, well over twenty years now. And uh, we're just in a very different space when it comes to social media and and things like that. Um, we don't even understand it because we haven't grown up with it. We don't know mm-hmm. all of the nuances and the ins and outs. And um, so there, there's a lot that I learn from the students mm-hmm. that I interact with on a daily basis just about, um, you know, social media, what the um, – what the correct usage is and mm-hmm. how many times you can post and this and that and the other <laughs> yeah. thing. So it, it becomes a very, um, it becomes a very detailed process for, for kids. Mm. Seems like it takes a lot of time to, if, if they're really, you know, managing their social profile, managing their life online, it sounds like it could take an awful lot of time. Right. So, you know, back to your question, should my eight year old, have Snapchat, uh, should your eight-year-old be managing their social profile mm-hmm. uh, out in the world? Um, I don't think that their brains are built for that. Right. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like it just leads to a lot of undue stress uh, in so, adolescence. So you're saying like, like an eight-year-old is only in a small group of people traditionally. And so when you mm-hmm. open up social media and the internet in general to a kid who, you know, eight-year-olds aren't used to sure. being around hundreds of people. They're used mm-hmm. to being around three or four friends. Eight years old, that's what, like third grade? Third grade, yeah. So yeah. that's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that. I even struggled with uh, my kids when they turned 13 and wanted to be, you know, pretty independent with mm-hmm. their phones and sure. their social media. And, uh, yeah, and the, and it's hard to teach your children that there are people who want to hurt them out mm. there. You know, you want to yeah. kind of keep your kids in a bubble. Sure. And that's truly not reality, but there's got to be a way, a medium somewhere in there that you can teach them slowly you know how to be on guard for those things yeah you know the funny thing is is that a lot of times we go to those worst case scenarios oh there's people out there that want to hurt Mm -hmm. you or i don't know if you've seen recently in the news this momo challenge yeah i was just thinking about that scared the mess out of me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's well let's fill people in this momo challenge is a creepy little bird picture Mm -hmm. that Apparently, if the kids respond to someone or, or maybe it's a bot or something, yeah. I don't know. So if they respond to one of these messages that they receive, it sends them um, messages that encourage them to harm themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're like various challenges, okay. you know, that as they fulfill these challenges, it steps up, you know, more and the more. The intensity of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's the, so that's kind of where we all run to. Yeah. Uh, but then there are a lot of other things that are involved um, that seem much, you know, much more benign, but they're really detrimental to kids. You know, mm-hmm. just they always have to be on. Uh, you know, it, it, we grew up in a day where we would go to school and if we had a tough day at school, we got home. But then home was kind of that safe place, that ha- haven that, that we could be. Sure. Uh, but now social media just follows them everywhere that they go. So, wow. you know, they're constantly being barraged by, you know, oh, you you know, this picture was lame or, you know, or that comment was dumb or, you know, or whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like it's just it perpetuates this, yeah. you know, this deal that follows them everywhere that they go, right in their pocket. Hmm. I, I had never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like when I go home and I'm still having a text conversation with a couple people. Um, like I'm, I'm in a band, and so we're always sending each other stuff. And it's yeah. like right. I, yeah. I'm not actually home with my wife at night. I'm actually home with three other dudes in my way. Right. <laughs> They're all there talking about the next gig, right? Yeah. Yeah, but for a kid, man, to never be able to to unplug is a buzzword, but I mean, I can remember coming home and uh, as long as I got my homework done, I could turn on my music or I could turn on the TV yeah. and or a video game and just relax. But if I've got all those you know, I remember there were bullies sure. that followed, you know, and but when the bus drove off, it was done. That was over. I was I had escaped. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can't even imagine that weight of having that bully come home with you every afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So then, I mean, if there are certainly some good aspects to social media and, you know, even if, you know, our kid, there's a safe age probably for kids to start engaging with social media. Um, because you, you know, if it's going to be part of the culture and part of, uh, the way that they interact with others, then then at some point they've got to learn about it. 
what what would you say um, would be a safe age to start introducing your kids to social media? Mm. I know that's a can of worms, right? It is. It how, is. Let me ask. Maybe you it's first, not an age. How old are your kids, Matt? So I have a ninth grader who's fifteen, okay. Okay. a sixth grader who's twelve, and a kindergartner at five. Right. Mm. Um, we don't do social media yet. Right. Um, so your fifteen-year-old is not asking you, or you're just uh, no not, asking. Not, yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, we're actually in the midst of kind of having that conversation mm-hmm. right now of like, okay, what can you have? What can't you have? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's a, a whole range of, mm-hmm. you know, of stuff that's out there that um, that some of it is great and some of it not so great. And, mm-hmm. um, so right now we're talking about, we're talking through kind of Instagram and Snapchat right now. And, and this and, is a conversation between your, you and your wife. Between my wife and I, and then my son and I, just mm-hmm. you know, hey, what do you what do you want to use it for? Why do you mm-hmm. you know? Here are the pitfalls of it. This is you know, once you're in, you know, this is kind of the the life you have to keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you know what are you going to use it for? How do you want to you know? Do you want to be able to turn it off and escape? Um, so we're really having those conversations where you know where we want to kind of set it up well from mm-hmm. jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard. That's a good idea. It's hard. Yeah. Was it be proactive, not reactive? <laughs> All the time. All the time. So one one thing I did with my kids was um, be on their social media. Sure. <laughs> Have access to their phones and be included in their group so that I could I knew who they were communicating with mm-hmm. and also could see what kind of conversations they were having. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. Legitimately, I mean kids that that i'm talking with they'll they'll tell me oh yeah matt follow my instagram account um but i also have this finsta over here my fake instagram wait a minute the what my finsta Mm -hmm. um so they have like alternate Mm -hmm. you know accounts because they don't want mom and dad or you know this person to see this part of their life so they even compartmentalize social media Mm. Um, to I suddenly feel so old and out of touch. <laughs> you, because you are. Um, <laughs> Let's remind so the audience how young I really am. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. I can remember when I was a kid, the internet was just starting to get rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Even as like a commercial presence that consumers could use. Sure. Okay. But we had things like bulletin board systems. We had email accounts. There was um, uh, some, some old systems like that out there. And one of the beautiful things that the internet promised was anonymity you could be anonymous you could go online and you were protected you Mm -hmm. know to the degree that people could not know who you were if you were you know engaging in a community conversation unless you shared with them who you were it was a protection now it sounds like you know social media that i understand i'm right out front it's me my face my name what i do in my life but it sounds like the kids are flipping it and bringing that anonymity in and it could cause them some harm. Yeah. And I mean, and sometimes they'll have an account so that they can go and, you know, bash people and, you know, so they don't know where it's coming from, you know, at the same time, there's social media out there. Um, you know, there's an app called whisper. 
that you can put things out there so nobody knows what it's from. Uh, so you can kind of share your deepest, darkest secrets mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of have it as an outlet. I mean, any place that hmm. you that you look at this, but the but the issue is, is, you know, you look at, um, you know, psychological magazines, articles, things like that, they're talking about, you know, the stress levels that teens are facing uh, are equivalent to the stress level that that psychiatric patients in the 50s were facing. Um, You know, anywhere that you look, you see the stress level ticking up uh, everywhere. And I think that that social media and, you know, and kind of this this box that everybody gets so neatly tucked into um, has kind of really pushed that uh, a little bit. Yeah. Right, certainly. So, Matt, being aware of these outside influences mm-hmm. in, in the kids' lives and the level of stress that it's causing them, causing us, too. I know, yeah. Yeah. you know, social media has taken a real hit on the head in the last year, um, and a lot of uh, analysis has come out about its negative impacts. Mm-hmm. Certainly there are the positive impacts. It can be useful. But when it comes to protecting our kids and making sure that they're making wise choices online and specifically with social media applications, where does a parent begin? What are some of the ways that you would recommend seeing what you see from your side yeah. closer to a lot of these kids? How would you recommend parents go about being involved? Sure. One, I think that a continuous conversation is always healthy, you know, not waiting until there's some big thing that that has happened you know to to be able to speak into it but you know when news the news stories started coming out about uh about that um my son and i sat down and said hey what do you know about this and you know so so he shared some things that that he knows and um so you know that conversation went um you know there's a lot of most companies honestly when you buy uh, a router you know they're putting in parental controls and the ability to make that easier. You know, there's a ton of apps mm-hmm. that are out that, that help you see the things that your kids mm-hmm. are looking at, uh, you know, how much time they're spending. Shoot, iPhone just, you know, release that screen time piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Uh, very, very useful for, for, me, for me as yeah. an adult, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and for my kids. You know, we have that family deal set up okay. on, the, uh, on the iPhone. So I can see the music that they download, the apps that they download. Um, you know, one really cool thing is you can set, uh, you can set your phones for apps to be requested uh, so mm. you approve them so you can look at, you know, what it is they're asking to download. Um, Disney and a company called Circle okay. made this little box that you can plug into your router that gives you, you know, every piece of information you can possibly imagine. More digestible um, maybe than what the router company had originally intended. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, set screen times, you know, for, you know, you can say no explicit lyric songs are allowed to be downloaded yeah. or, you know this is the rating of tv that i want my child to see so there are i mean a ton of resources for Those that sound like some good technological or mm-hmm. software approaches what would you what would you address to the parent who even has gone through all those steps maybe let's imagine that they've you know they got all those technical things right. out of the way can they just you know sit back and relax now that would be a beautiful thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Uh, robots do our job for us. No. I, and and the thing is, is, you know, taking care of little kids, uh, that's easy. You know, you, you 
take care of their physical needs, but you really make your money uh, as a parent mm-hmm. when your kids hit adolescence. And um, it does not, nothing replaces those regular daily conversations. Um, and not only just saying, hey, social media is bad. Uh, no, it's not about mm-hmm. that at all. But um, what do you think that your, what do you think your life could be like without it? Or, you know, what do you think uh, you could spend this time that you're doing this. What what could be a better you know what could be a better approach to it? Um, so I think that you know I think the biggest thing is just having conversations with your kids mm. uh, and continuing to kind of put that in front of you. And the other piece is is if your cell phone's always in front of you, as a mom or dad, I don't care whether it's work, uh, whether it's social media, whatever uh, your kids are seeing exactly what you're doing so you might need to put your phone down you're already Um, modeling that behavior right you might need to not bring it to the dinner table you might need to leave it at the door when you walk in Um, and i think that if we continue to have those conversations and we model uh, what the expectation is Mm. i think that both of those things go a very very long way yeah yeah Yeah. you make a great point the the other conversation that mark and i had uh was looking at this idea of, you know, again, when I was heading out onto the internet, it was uh, pretty simplistic. Uh, and now it's very complex. There's a lot that you can do. And and it brought a, an image to my mind of, uh, you know, what if I <laughs> took my little boy, you know, who's just, um, just five years old, and I take him to Times Square at night, and I just let him take a walk wherever he'd like to go. Right. That is the equivalent of what we're doing with a lot of our kids. We're just allowing them to explore and walk around the wilds of the internet alone, unchaperoned. Here's my phone with YouTube pulled up. Just go. Stop making noise. Right. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. It's it's disheartening. <laughs> it's scary. Um, but I think, I think if we took time as parents to pause and think about what is my child being exposed to and where do I want to put in some of those restrictions or filters, um, but then most importantly, like you said, be involved. Get into a conversation. Um, Denise, Stay in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that point. It's important. It's not just enough to have a one and done conversation. That's not it. It's got to be an ongoing conversation. Right. Right. And eventually, kids are going to make all of their own decisions, all of yeah. their own choices. So, you know, you don't want to just say, no, you're never doing any of this. We're going to keep it away from you. But... But the purpose of you know of kind of bringing them along and showing them okay this is this is the good side of it this is mm. the bad side of it let's make some decisions based on it you know let me give you some leash here um, you know and but but hold on to it yes. don't just you know go all right well you're dragging that thing around with you now mm-hmm. right um, yeah good to stick with them until you've guided them to have a strong moral compass so they can make those wise decisions themselves mm-hmm. um, but then always be there to oversee what they're doing and. And uh, continue to be, you know, a caring friend in their relationship, not just, you know, this parent who's uh, restricting everything from them. So and pick them up and dust them off. Dust them when, off. Uh, yes. When, Good point. When we it inevitably yeah. happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Bridge Podcast. We hope that you learned a lot about the state of social media and what your kids face when they're using the apps out there. If you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share it with a friend. If you have questions or some feedback about how you're helping your kid navigate social media, be sure to email us, podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can get complete show notes on our website, 887thebridge.com.